0: charges, and expenses of the Fundrise Flagship Fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at fundrise.com flagship.
1: This is a paid advertisement. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that I turned one of my first homes into an Airbnb? It's true. And it even helped me get the extra income I needed to launch my real estate career. So if you want to try your hand at making even more income with your property, Airbnb is the place to be. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy.
0: Welcome, everyone, to On the Market. I'm your host, Dave Meyer, joined by Henry, James, and Kathy for a great show. How is everyone?
2: Fantastic.
3: Wonderful.
0: I'm doing good. All right. Well, today we're going to dig into different markets across the country. As we've talked about a lot on this show, the housing market is really split and every market is behaving really differently. So we're going to dive into different markets. First, we're going to do a little bit of trivia, and I'm going to see if any of you can guess some of the markets based on some of the characteristics of how they're performing right now. And then we're going to get into a comeback kid episode where each one of us has brought a market that was experiencing declines over the last six, 12 months, but We are expecting to take off again sometime in the near future. So that's our plan for today. So let's get into our game where I'm going to ask you all to guess the market. Basically, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you three clues. And at the end, each of you are going to have a chance to guess which market this is. For our first market, it has a median list price of $620,000. So that is well above the national average, which is about $400,000. Home values have increased 4% over pre-pandemic levels, but they have come down off their peak. And the third clue is that this city did not have a professional sports team until 2021. Kathy, you look very deep in thought, so I'm going to pick on you.
3: Uh, sports team, new sports team, Las Vegas. That's all I can think, maybe. And Henry's shaking his head. No, that is a good guess. I'm not going to tell you Dex. they, I think, I don't know when they got
0: their
2: first sports team, but it was recently. Henry, you're, you, you know, she's wrong. No, no I don't know. She's wrong. I, I, I was nodding my head. I don't think I was nodding it. No, because I also think it's Las Vegas. Uh, only, the throw on me is the average home price. I know me too. 620. That seems high for Las Vegas. But I'm a Raider fan, and I know we just, they, they they just moved to Las Vegas recently, and they hadn't had a pro sports team before that. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Las Vegas.
4: All right, James. I'm with Henry. I'm thrown off by the median home price. But then it, when did Las Vegas get their hockey team? That was like—
2: Oh, that's right. They had a hockey team before that. Man, and, I
4: was going to agree with them until I just thought about the hockey
2: team. And they also had the Las Vegas Aces. They had the WNBA team. You know
4: what? Is it L.A.? Because the Ra- when did the Rams go there? No, they have tons Dude, of team. What Lakers, am I
0: talking about? The Clippers, the
4: Dodgers. I'm just throwing out Austin. I don't even know. Ooh. Okay. Well, James, you actually got it right. It was Austin. I, I was guessing more of tech cities. I was like, well, it's Seattle. Like, because tech's around 600 to 700 typically. Wait,
2: who's in Austin? Yeah, Who plays in Austin? What is Yeah, it? that's what professional sports team
0: is it? I'm Googling it. Is it like a soccer team? No, nope, Okay, you. Henry, you're right. Yeah. So it's, just, it's a soccer team. That's why none of us knew. It was the Austin FC, uh, which is the first professional sports team. It shows how much we know about soccer. Um, but that's right. So I think this is kind of interesting, Austin. Uh Las Vegas was a good guess, but I think the median sale price there is a lot lower. Yeah,
3: that wasn't matching.
0: But it is interesting that despite Austin's pretty big correction that they're in, still above pre-pandemic levels, but only 4%, which is pretty small compared to all the other, even other markets that are in a correction right now are still up way more than 4% over pre-pandemic levels. All right, James, that was pretty impressive. Pretty impressive guess right there. All right. Well, Let's go to our second market, this one right around the median national price. We have the median home price of $389,000. This market has seen huge job growth. 84,000 jobs have been added just since 2021. And most importantly of all, the Cuban sandwich was invented here. Mm. James, since you're the winner. Miami. Miami. It's a good guess.
4: Wait, wait. What was the medium home price? $389,000. Uh, that can't be right. That can't be right. Charlotte?
2: All right. Henry? Yeah, uh, Obviously, I'm thinking of Florida City. Yeah. So, like, Fort Lauderdale. All right. Kathy?
3: I'm going to go with Miami just because. All right. you. Were, the Florida theme was
0: right, Cuban sandwiches, but it is actually Tampa, Florida. Oh,
3: Kathy, dear. that's your
0: market. Wow. <laughs> Kathy, be honest. Have you ever had a Cuban sandwich when you're in Tampa?
2: Never. No.
0: That's a shame. I've never been to Tampa, but let's go <laughs> and get some Cuban sandwiches.
2: Aren't you the data um, deli? How have you never had a Cuban sandwich in the home of the Cuban sandwich?
0: I don't know. This is this needs to be rectified
2: immediately. <laughs> I
3: don't even remember seeing signs for one when I'm there. <laughs> All
0: right. So no one was there. James still has the lead. Market number three, though. Median list price, almost exactly the same, 389000 One of the fastest growing cities in the entire country with a 2.8% population growth since 2022, which is huge just for, for reference. It's usually below 1% even for fast growing cities. And this city is named after an English explorer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I have no idea.
0: Kayla, this is a good one because no one's going to know. All right, Henry, you're up first. Come on. but I don't know. Columbus, Ohio.
3: Oh, that's pretty good. He wasn't English, though.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> <and>,
3: all right. <laughs> Kathy? Mr. Dallas. I don't know. Mr. <laughs> <Senior> Dallas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mr. Dallas, yes. The famous Mr. The Dallas. The famous English explorer, Mr. Yes, Dallas. Yes, I remember him fondly from high school. <laughs> <world
2: history
4: class.
0: laughs> James,
4: what do you got? I don't know. Kensington?
0: <laughs> Is that even a place? Isn't that like the ketchup? <laughs> Mr. Kensington? That's like that fancy ketchup. <laughs> it sounds English. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound English. No, it is it is Raleigh, North oh, Carolina, oh, one of the fastest man. growing places.
3: Wow! And
0: it is, uh, according to Kalen, it is named after Sir Walter Raleigh, explorer and nobleman who funded the first expeditions to the coast of modern day North Carolina. Can't believe you guys didn't know that.
3: <laughs> it all makes so much sense now. Well,
0: James, you you uh, I think you won this because you you were the only one who got that right. All right. Well, that was fun. Uh, But we are going to get into markets that we actually know something about in the next segment. But first, we're going to take a quick break.
1: The dream of owning a vacation home can be daunting. From finding the best guests, to the maintenance, to organizing the cleaners after every guest day. With Vacasa, they make that dream into a reality.
0: All right. Welcome back, everyone. We are now going to jump into our comeback kid markets. Again, as we talked about at the top of the show, these are markets that have seen a correction over the last couple of months. But as the housing market on a national basis is starting to find its footing a little bit, I think it's too early to call a bottom on a national level. There are definitely certain markets that are starting to see a rebound, at least for now. And we're here to try and predict and talk about some of the markets that we think have the strongest potential to rebound throughout the rest of this year. Henry... Let's start with you. What market do you think has the best chance of rebounding?
2: Yeah, I went with Austin, Texas, which is sad that I didn't know the answer that Austin had a professional sports team, but <laughs> n- none of that came up in my research. <laughs> but I went with Austin mainly because so I'm going to start with the end first, right? So the main reason I chose Austin is because the key factor in real estate is always location, right? Location, location, location. And people have been moving to and living in Austin because of the location, because of the amenities that it provides because of the music life and the nightlife and the indoor outdoor kind of living and all for essentially what can be considered a reasonable cost of living. If you compare it to coastal cities or in the, in the, in the far East coast. And so you kind of get, uh you get a little bit of lifestyle and some affordability. And so I don't like, Even though the pandemic caused this market to skyrocket and then now fall back to reality a little bit, the lifestyle there is still the same and people still want to enjoy those amenities. So I think as the market moves closer to where it was pre-pandemic, it's going to just encourage more people to go there. When I say people, I don't just mean people. I also mean businesses. People work at businesses. Businesses want to be able to enjoy these amenities when they're not at work and so they move Uh, There's several companies who have either relocated or opened up offices in the Austin, Texas area. You've got Oracle moved their headquarters from California to Austin, and they did that in 2020. BAE Systems moved their office, so they're uh, a defense contractor. Essentially, they moved their offices to Austin in 2021. Uh, HP, everybody knows who HP is. They moved uh, headquarters to California. Uh, they're at, uh, from California to Spring, Texas. So which is just, just outside of Austin. So these are big employers that employ lots of people across a couple of different industries. And it's probably, it's cheaper for them, I'm sure, than, than what it costs them to, to office and have, uh, headquarters in California and other cities. And so that's bringing people because people work there. And as those can companies continue to grow, more people work there. Some stats that I did find interesting. Population growth has gone up year over year since 2020. So it went up about 3% in 20 from 2020 to 21, 2.79% from 21 to 22, and then 2.39% from 22 to 23.
0: That's got to be like one of the fastest growing markets. It is. It is
2: the fourth fastest growing city in the U.S. Okay. And it ranks number one in growth rate among cities with over a million people. Wow. So it is rapidly growing. And the median home price, if you look at home values in 2021, average price was 451. In 22, it was 567. So it jumped 26%. And now in 23, it's 530,000. So it's down 15% from last year, but it's still up from the 451 from pre-pandemic levels, going back to what we talked about in the last segment with Austin. And so I think it's a comeback city because the location is still phenomenal. The cost of living when compared to other cities is still fantastic. Companies are moving here, which is bringing jobs. People can still work remote in a lot of companies. So they're wanting to move places where they would enjoy the lifestyle. And uh, I just think that's going to cause this place to continue to boom um, as the market softens.
3: Yeah, and with all those tech companies moving from California, that's that's one big reason that they're that people are moving there. But it's really the tagline of Austin is why Californians are moving there. Keep Austin weird, right? Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna do that as Californians as we move <laughs> out there. We'll just keep it weird.
2: California said, Hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> we got you.
4: Henry, I love this pick because, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer that the tech cities are going to all make comebacks right now. Um, I think the pandemic got, you know, everything changed so much during that time where people could work remote. They were moving around. These tech companies have been very clear. They want people back in the office and things are getting back to normal. And these are where all the jobs are right now. There's massive growth in all these cities. There's lots of job openings across the board. Uh, income is rising. You know, the only thing I would say about Austin as a whole is it's a very large, geographical area. I don't know if the outskirts are going to do it randomly. The guy that won me at the BP con was from Austin, Texas. He's a flipper out there. He texted me last night and he said his inventory stacking up everywhere on the outskirts. And so that would be the only thing that would maybe hold that city back a little bit. It's just the sheer size of it. And there's so many different income pockets in that size that it could it could skew the math a little bit. But I think the core the core city where the jobs are will be growing pretty strong.
0: The only other thing I'd add, I I agree. I think Austin has one of the best long-term potentials of any city in the country, if not the single best. And if prices are coming down, uh, you know, it could be a good opportunity to buy. The thing I would caution against is Austin is one of the most overbuilt cities in terms of multifamily Mm -hmm. um, specifically. Um, And that could create some competition and some, Stagnation of rent growth, even in single families in the short term, just because there's a lot of supply coming online in Seattle. And that is also spoiler true of the city that I am going to present. Um, you know, this naturally happens like Henry, this is a great pick, but you are not the only person who sees Austin as like a great long term buy. So builders see that and they, uh, they start buying a building like crazy. Um, and you know, when we enter a correction like this, uh, it can be. It, it's looking like it's poorly timed, so that that might play out in Austin at least over the next couple of months. All right, well, great pick, Kathy. What about you? Where, where are you uh, th- expecting uh, a big comeback?
3: Well, you know, it's so funny. Just one comment on Austin. This is an example of why sometimes cash flow shouldn't always be the thing to focus on. Because I remember. I remember I've been doing this a long time, but you know, fifteen years ago, I would I would always say oh, I'm not going to buy in Austin because it just doesn't cash flow. And back then, the the average price there
2: was, I don't
3: know, like two hundred thousand or something. I'm like, it just doesn't cash flow. Uh, Henry, what did you say the the median price is now?
2: The median price of 2023 is five hundred thirty
3: thousand. Yeah, so it's one of those examples of you know sometimes when you see all those factors in play. Maybe maybe it's okay to break even. Maybe it's okay to just hold that property knowing that there's going to be so much growth. And that is how I feel about the market I'm going to present. We have a development nearby, as you guys know. Uh, but Salt Lake City is the market that I'm focused on. It's getting hit a little bit hard right now. There is increased inventory for sure, but those fundamentals are there. Uh, like I saw in Austin many years ago, uh, what's happening in, in Salt Lake is really massive population growth. And the factors that I follow, I know you guys do, do too, is number one is population growth. Like I want to know that people are moving there and want to be there and aren't leaving. And usually population growth comes from job growth. People move where the jobs are. And when you can still get affordable properties in those markets, to me, that's that's one of those places where you just sit and wait it out. And even if the cash flow is not great, when you have just massive population and job growth, you're probably going to be okay in the end. Uh, so what's happening in Salt Lake is the area, the population has increased 161% over the past 10 years. Whoa. And the fertility rate is 3.4. Nationwide, it's 1.8 to 2. So lots of like a baby boom in Salt Lake. Of course, that probably has a lot to do with the, uh, the Mormon population there where families do marry, you know, they're, they, they're formed very young and of course have a lot of kids. Uh, so we're just seeing like, Outstanding population growth there. Jobless rate is 2.2%, lowest in the country, 43,000 wow. new jobs. Zillow forecast growth of 1.4% next year. Uh, so these are just, you know, some of the basic reasons why I'm bullish on Salt Lake. And of course we do see a lot of tech companies moving there as well to the Silicon Slopes, they call it.
0: Well, I was going to agree with you, Kathy, but if Zillow is forecasting growth, that probably means it's going to decline. <laughs> <Is> it- <laughs> <so. laughs>
3: I think it's wrong in the sense that it's going to be higher than that, honestly, because it already is. It's already showing, uh, you know, that it's, it's coming back. It's a comeback city. One of the things, uh, this is a cool slide on the youngest cities. And you know what? Seattle is number one, Denver second. Uh, but Salt Lake's on that le- list too of the median age being five years younger than the national average. Oh, wow.
0: Well, if I was giving up points for this uh, presentation, I would give you some points for bringing in fertility rate. I think that's a new data point. On this show, I don't think we've ever had that, but it totally makes sense. It's a good, it's a good one.
2: James Henry, what do you guys think? I think she gets points with the fertility rate and loses points on the (laughs) zestimate. Fair. I'll take
3: it. (laughs) What, when they change their forecast, like, I don't know, five times or something. I want to do that. I want to forecast and then just change it every month.
2: That's, I mean, that's what forecasting is, right?
3: That's true.
0: Yeah, it is. That is exactly what it is. It's better than just pretending that something that you already know is wrong is still, is it's still, still right
3: wrong. yeah
0: <laughs> yeah so I think updating
4: the forecast is still a good idea
3: it's fair uh, the world changes so quickly
4: yeah I love Salt Lake City I think it's actually you know I've been there a few times and the quality of livings really good there like you can just tell as you go around uh everything's clean there's good infrastructure there um you know I don't I don't know a whole lot about the drop job growth and the economy there uh, but you know I I kind of foresee that being more of a stable market than seeing it kind of hockey stick back up like i think there'll be more steady mm-hmm. growth i think these other secondary cities are going to be more going into the steady stable growth and they're going to fall behind these tech cities with the comeback but uh, i do think they're good quality living there's a lot of people living there shoot i tried to go skiing at at kathy's uh, uh <laughs> yeah. we stayed we stayed at kathy's development we tried to go skiing there's so many people i had to turn around and leave i was like this is unreal
3: <laughs> it was packed. it
4: was packed uh so there definitely is a lot of bodies there
2: I think the outdoor lifestyle is going to draw um, lots of tourism, which brings money in that uh, supports that community That and the people don't stay. So I think that's going to help. My concern is like, long-term job growth. So if if they're having such a baby boom and there's going to be so many people, if they don't continue to have uh, increasing job growth, then where are all these people going to work and, and how are they going to continue to produce for their families?
0: All right. Well, I like it. James, what about you? Are you uh, are you on the Austin Salt Lake bandwagon, or you got something else?
4: You know, I like Austin. I like the the tech cities on the comeback because I feel like they got overcorrected a little bit during the, those rate heights. But I'm a backyard. I'm repping my backyard, Seattle, Washington. That is, I think that is going to be the biggest comeback kid market, and, and mostly because I'm living in it right now, and it just feels different. You know, we put a house up for sale on Friday, had four offers in three hours on it. Um, and, and we were at the top end of the pricing. And what, what I'm seeing is if you have a good product in a good neighborhood, that stuff is selling and it's selling for above list. There's the things trading below list now in this market is not happening. And who knows, we might be seeing a seasonal change. The main reason I like Seattle is the population is growing. We have so many jobs. People, uh, people can get good paying jobs. There's no income tax in the, in this state. And so people can, they they get to save more. They get a walk with more in our state. Um and, and that's a that's a big uh that, that's a big benefit. But Seattle's population increased 2.4% from 2021 to 2022, and they're anticipating the same growth. That is the fastest-growing city in 2022. So there's growth, and in, in, in the companies are also growing rapidly as well. Like We're watching Amazon, Facebook, Microsoft expand out their campuses. Microsoft's building out a campus that's being built over a 10-year period. That's how big it is. And and they are ready to fill these places up with bodies, which means good paying jobs are going to be in our market. Home values, what we've seen is we've seen this hockey stick back up. This is really interesting. So um, we saw the, the median home price drop down in December to 754000 That's That was a huge drop from uh, the previous 12 months. But recently, we are now sitting, since December, we're at 840000 we're seeing this swing back up and I'm seeing it in real time data. Um, there's another that we were comping a property in Bellevue yesterday and Bellevue, Washington is a nice suburb city right outside Seattle. Properties that were selling for 850 90 days ago are now selling for 115 to 12 in the exact same condition. And we're seeing this rapid growth. There's very, very little uh, inventory. Our inventory went up to about two and a half, almost three months. We're back down to under a month worth of inventory. And so things are getting consumed and there's a lot of buyers in the market. So any market that has that much pent up buyer demand with no inventory, regardless of rates, there's transactions going down. And the transactions are trending up, not trending the other way. And I think that comes down to a lot of these tech cities. They're smart buyers. They like to overthink things. And when these rates spiked up, they all went on the sidelines for a minute. They saw it kind of come down. And then they saw it stabilize out. And now they're having massive FOMO and they're jumping in. And as they're jumping in, values are going up. Um Rents are also still climbing, uh, but rent, there was massive rent growth the last two years. But we, uh, I think it was twenty three percent rent growth over the last twenty four months, and we're still seeing it grow. It's growing at a more stable pace, but we have not seen the decline like we saw, like Austin saw. It grew uh, at two point seven percent in the last 60 days on rent growth. We saw a little bit of a dip for that last quarter and 22, but not much. And now it's growing as the cost of housing is going up with the interest rates and the monthly expenses. So is rent. So rent is getting pulled up as well. So all the key indicators are showing that it's rebounding really well and things are increasing. And not only the, uh, the values increasing, the wages are increasing. Wages are up 5% year over year. So, you know, there's a lot of jobs in the market, 119,000 open jobs, People are getting paid more, and there's no inventory. And so the people with jobs want to settle in. And and that's what we're seeing is the market is rebounding pretty consistently.
3: That is so shocking, really, that it, people can... Buy those high-priced homes with today's interest rates, and that there's not the shortage of them. Like, are, are they paying cash? I mean, who are these people?
4: You know, what? they're <laughs> they're financing the deals. That's the thing. It, there's a lot of financing. Oh. and You know, we're also down in SoCal, and in the competition, I know that is growing too right now. Like Newport Beach is accelerating still. That's cash buyers. I'm I'm seeing it. People are stroking big checks for houses. This is their finance tech buyers that are putting about 20 to 25 or about 25% down. They're your standard buyer. Uh, and I, I was a little shocked, too, because if you really think about the median, like the, what, what the average tech workers making, you know, around 100 grand a year and the housing cost is pretty expensive. Uh, you know, people are paying five, six, seven thousand dollars for these houses in these neighborhoods. It, it, it does surprise me, but they are transacting. I think there is also still a lot of cash that is sitting in people's banks right now and they're just utilizing it. Mm -hmm. You know, there was so much cash printed. People made so much money the last 24 months. Now they're just putting it to work.
3: I mean, I was just under the the impression that they, you know, they were feeling depleted after (laughs) the stock market went down and they lost their money in crypto and so forth. But if some of these people are from California and they're buying a million dollar house, they may be leaving a $2 million house or a $3 million house. And so perhaps it it is more affordable for them from that perspective. But if they're not, if they're just locals, it's still, like you said, if they're making a hundred thousand, you know, maybe per person and it's a couple, it still seems like a stretch. But it's amazing.
0: I think the other really interesting thing about Seattle and honestly, a lot of these markets is that the tech, you know, we've seen a lot of high profile tech layoffs. Um, and I think that perhaps led to some fear, particularly over the winter. People were sort of like waiting to see what happened. But from some of the data, I mean, we all know, we all see the labor market data, which is pretty, pretty darn strong, um, given where we are in the tightening cycle. But I was reading something the other day about how Chat GPT and like has all of these major companies like Microsoft, Google, all of them sort of in this like arms race again now, and they're staffing up again. They're all trying to hire Quickly, um, to try and get the best AI engineers and be able to, you know, beat each other to the market. So it will be really interesting to see if the very well publicized layoffs in tech slow down and we start to see these these tech markets start to take off again.
2: You know, you talk about the stock market. The stock market's been kind of rebounding over the past uh, couple of weeks. I know my portfolio is looking better than it than it, than it has in a long time. Um, And so I think people are starting to see some of that positivity. I think if the interest rate hikes slow down, stop or reverse, I think you're going to see a boom in these markets, especially one like Seattle with such great fundamentals because you've got the jobs, you've got the job growth. It's a place where people want to live like it's desirability. I don't I don't like rain a lot, so I don't want to live there. But, <laughs> but lots of people enjoy uh, that part of the country, I think if you're waiting on the sidelines or you're looking for a place to invest, like thinking about a place that has these strong market dynamics and fundamentals, I think it's such a sweet spot right now because the rates haven't completely changed direction yet. And I think once they do, it's going to create this big bump or demand. And so you can there's a sweet spot where you can get in right now, especially if you can buy at somewhat of a discount and then um Even if that property, like Kathy said, breaks even uh, when you're buying in a market with these great fundamentals, you know, it's a waiting game. And if you can hold that property long-term, you may not even have to hold it that long, depending on what happens with rates. But if you can hold that property long-term, I think you're playing the market conditions safely.
3: I do want to share one last thing that uh, Marcus and Millichap's research services came out with the employment pre-pandemic percent change. So like which cities have um, more jobs now than pre-pandemic and interestingly enough Austin came number one with 14% more Whoa. jobs now than before the pandemic Dallas was second with 9.9 and Salt Lake was third with 9% more jobs than pre-pandemic and Seattle's not on the list but maybe that's because Seattle already <laughs> had so many jobs I think that's interesting <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs>
4: you just
3: made my hand and sweaty,
4: Kathy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but but I mean there were already so many jobs up there that but, and just not obviously not enough real estate for all the jobs that are there.
0: All right. Well for our last market, I guess this is this is a theme. I, I picked one that's sort of in line with what the three of you have already picked. It is the home, if you know these places, home of Qdoba, Chipotle. <laughs> Uh, All sorts of other fast food restaurants. (laughs) And that is, of course, Denver, Colorado, where I am just like James and picking. I'm just a homer picking the uh, market I know best. But I really believe that Denver, like these other cities, is poised for a really big uh, comeback for some of the same reasons we've been talking about as really strong fundamentals. The population growth has been very strong for like 15 years um, prices have dropped a little bit, so they've become a little bit more affordable, but it is heating up really quickly. Days on market in Denver have dropped down to just 11 days right now. Wow. Um, yeah. So we're seeing a lot of, uh, activity and I actually, I texted my, my real estate agent to just ask him, like, is the data we're seeing, uh, real, um, and he said that just this week he had two clients that had to, both offered 70,000 over asking with an appraisal gap and did not win either of them. Wow. Um, so that's a 15% over asking and they're not winning. So I don't know if this means that the, uh, the, the bidding wars and, uh, crazy appreciation is coming back, but just shows what happens in a, in a strong a market with strong fundamentals when there's no supply um people still want to live there and so uh, i think denver uh Especially after the Nuggets winning the NBA championship the other day. Oh, it's, slid that one in there. Absolutely. Because <laughs> we have real, actual, real professional sports teams <laughs> in Denver, like Austin. Yeah,
4: yeah, 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 yeah. The Nuggets just crushed that playoffs. Yeah, they're, they're amazing.
0: Um, I unfortunately couldn't watch because it was on, the game game five was on at two 2.30 in the morning. It started at 2.30 in the morning. So you're not that diehard of a fan. No, no. I'm more of a Knicks fan and they are just
3: terrible. <laughs> they don't have to change their name from Nuggets to like Boulders or something. It just, you know, <laughs> they're plain big. I,
0: <laughs> I think people like the Nuggets name for a few reasons. Uh, okay. I
2: get it. I get it.
0: All right. Well, what do you guys make of this? I mean, I think we all sort of picked similar things. We did not plan this out, but it seems like we're all sort of aligned that these big, Cities like they've seen a correction and they are, you know, starting to come back. Uh, Is that is that the general sentiment? Do you think other markets are starting to come back? Were there any others you were considering?
3: I mean, these three cities we said—Austin, Salt Lake, and Seattle—are big tech cities. And anyone who thought that tech was dead because there were layoffs is just not realizing we are. The next ten years is going to be so tech heavy. The changes that are coming. I mean, we're we're just at the beginning of of technology, uh, ruling our
2: lives,
3: (laughs) (laughs) controlling the world. Um, it's coming and it's going to be massive. And I think you're just not going to go wrong in a tech city.
4: I agree with Kathy. I think that's just where the jobs and the potential are. That's why they have such booms in general. Uh, but, you know, ones that boom also settle down. And uh, I think the the other big cities that did boom, like Phoenix, Vegas, are going to not have the same rebound because just the jobs aren't there. But the tech makes a big driver. The biggest surprising thing I've heard, though, today was actually when Dave was talking about it. I didn't know Denver's the home of fast food because everybody is so fit in Denver I'm sure it's just the home of beer and fast food and people are still so fit there.
0: Well, it's I should say fast casual. We, we're not like home McDonald's, but it's honestly it's crazy how many of them there are. It's like Qdoba, Chipotle... Um, Quiznos, Quiznos, uh, Smashburger, they're all like started there.
2: Why would you be surprised that Denver is the home of the places where you want to get munchies?
0: <laughs> okay, Henry, all right. good
1: started well, played. well before
0: the law in question. No, you know what <laughs> we mean?
2: We need burritos, guys. We need a lot of burritos. In all seriousness, I think I think a lot of this goes back to some of the things we've talked about for a long time on this show. I remember when rates were spiking, we did a show where we had a conversation where we essentially were saying, at some point, like these high rates just become normal. And when life normalizes, like people don't just move because of financial decisions. They move because they want to. They move because of life changes. They move because of job changes. And life will continue to happen. And the more comfortable people are with the market dynamics, the more they're going to jump in. I think what's what's been holding people back is the level of uncomfortability or uncertainty that's out there. But if people start to feel more comfortable, even with the volatility or more comfortable, even with the higher rates, you're going to see more buyers enter the market. And I think that's just going to help a lot of markets start to rebound a little bit. Obviously, the ones with the better market dynamics will rebound harder.
0: Well said. Well, what a good way to get out of here. Thank you all for doing all this homework and bringing these shows. This was a lot of fun. For Henry, James and Kathy, I'm Dave Meyer. Thank you all so much for listening. See you next time for On The market. On the Market is created by me, Dave Meyer, and Kaylin Bennett, produced by Kalen Bennett, editing by Joel Esparza and Onyx Media, research by Pooja Jindal, copywriting by Nate Weintraub, and a very special thanks to the entire Bigger Pockets team. The content on the show On the Market are opinions only. All listeners should independently verify data points, opinions, and investment strategies. And if you're ready to get into real estate investing game, you can still do that, or you can take your game to the next level by finding an investor-friendly agent. With BiggerPockets Agent Finder, you can find the right agent in just a few minutes. You head over to biggerpockets.com deals, enter in some details about what you want, where you want to buy, and boom, you instantly get matched with an investor-friendly agent who fits the bill. These local market experts can help you navigate the neighborhoods, analyze the numbers, and take action with confidence once and for all.